whatever day you're listening to this on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's me, Julie. Hey, Julie. It's also me, KB. Hi, KB. Oh, hey. <laughs> when you steal you your catch. Ah, oh, let's not talk about that. Okay. I'd rather talk about death and murder. Oh no. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's how good my week is. Are you about to tell to me about? I sure am. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm not ready. Welcome to Elvis Lives, a conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. Today's episode's a little different, and by a little different, I mean a lot different. Okay. Um, today's episode, we are going to be talking about Chandra or Chandra? Chandra. Chandra, Chandra Levy. I don't know who that is. Never heard of her before? No. I mean, mm. probably... I hadn't. Yeah. Until How did you come across this theory, Julie? I read about this theory in a little book one of our fans gave us. Oh, which fan? Uh, her name is Angela. Hi, Hi Angela. Hi, Angela. Shout out to Angela. What's the book? I'm trying to find the book. Where did I put it? The book is called... It's called Conspiracy Theories, The Facts and the Evidence Behind the World's Greatest Cover-Ups. By what a book! David Southwell and Graham Donald. This is also the second edition. Ooh! So, the sec- second published edition. Yeah. The first one was called... It had a better one. It had a better name. First published in 2004, called Conspiracy Files. Conspiracy Files? Like the X-Files? Yeah! Like Maybe it. they got sued and that's why they had to rename it. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me tell you about this lady. Oh, I'm nervous. Me too. Why are you nervous with your theories, Julie? I think it's because you know I'm not afraid of death and murder. No, and I give you like the Disney princess version of conspiracy theories. <laughs> so this one is super confusing. Strap yourself in. <laughs> Say your prayers now. Okay. Chandra okay. Levy was an ambitious and smart girl whose life was cut short at just 24 years old. But let's start from the beginning. Levy was born in Cleveland, Ohio, to Dr. Robert and Susan Levy, who later moved to Modesto, California, where she attended Grace M. Davis High School. Can you imagine having a school named after you? Grace M. Davis. Yes. The Julie Eisentrager School of the Arts. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Maybe we'll put both our names on that school. Ooh. Elvis Lives. <laughs> Elvis Lives. A conspiracy theory performing arts school. Anyway, she attended San Francisco State University where she earned a degree in journalism and after interning for the California Bureau of Secondary Education and working in the office of Los Angeles Mayor Richard Riordan, sorry, she began attending the University of Southern California to earn a master's degree in public administration. Yeah. Smart, smart, smart chucky. Yeah. As part of her final semester of study, Levy moved to Washington, D.C. to become a paid intern with the Federal Bureau of Prisons. In October 2000, she began her internship at the Bureau's headquarters, where she was assigned to the Public Affairs Division. While her supervisors were very impressed with her work, Levy's internship was abruptly terminated in April 2001. It's because her academic eligibility was found to have expired in December 2000. Yeah, so she had already completed her master's degree requirements, right. and she was reschedu- sorry, she was scheduled to return to California in May two thousand and one for graduation. Huh. However, uh, I... Levy was last seen on May first two thousand and one. The Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia was first alerted on May sixth when Levy's parents called from Modesto to report that they had not heard from her daughter in five days oh from goodness. their daughter. 
Police called hospitals and visited Livy's apartment in Dupont Circle that day, finding no indication of foul play. On May 7th, Livy's father told police that his daughter had been having an affair with a US congressman and said the next day that he believed the congressman to be US Representative Gary Condit. Okay. Levy's aunt also called the police and told them that Chandra had confided in her about the affair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police obtained a warrant on May 10th to conduct a formal search of Levy's apartment and investigators found her credit card, ID, mobile phone, and purse left behind, along with a partially packed suitcase. That makes sense, because... I mean, she was leaving. She was going back to Modesto but anyway. So she's not there and uh, all of her stuff is there. Yes. Normal. Yeah, like you can bet. I mean, this is two thousand, but you can bet your bottom dollar. If I'm out of the house, my phone is with me. Yeah, or some form of payment at least. Yeah, but also if the police come to my house and they're like, "Her phone is still there." I have two phones. One I'd use just for listening to podcasts. <laughs> FYI, everyone, let it be known. You can't just get an iPod for that. No, why would I? I have a spare <laughs> phone. What do you do with your old phones? I just, I usually put them in those like phone disposal thing like they get recycled nah mate i give <laughs> a later model to who whichever parent needs a phone no, next okay. then i keep the newer model that's my now ipod okay, okay. except it's a samsung yeah anyway police won't judge you let it be known samsung this it's fine it is fine in fact <laughs> it's amazing okay. teaching with a samsung is life-changing i'll tell you about it later okay uh, oh, ba 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 now I can't find The answering machine was full. Thank you. Wow, thank you for reading <laughs> over my shoulder. The answering machine was full with messages left by her relatives and two from Condit. A police sergeant tried to examine Levy's laptop computer and inadvertently corrupted the internet search data. Because he had no idea what he was doing. But how do you even do that? I don't I know. I guess you accidentally deleted it. If I delete the cookies, cookie sounds delicious and useless. I'll delete those. Computer? <laughs> delete! Computer experts took months to reconstruct the data to determine the laptop was used on the morning of May 1st. She searched Amtrak, Baskins and Robbins. Oh, this girl sounds like my spirit animal. Condit, the guy she was oh, having right. an affair with. Not Candide. Not Candide? Is it, or is it Condit? Condit? It's probably Condit, Condit, and I've been saying it wrong Condit? for a very... Uh, who knows? Southwest... Who knows, tell us. Yeah. Southwest Airlines and a weather report from the Washington Post. Her final search was at 12.59pm for... Oh, a word I can't say. Alisaic Lorraine, a province in France? Ooh. Maybe. A particular search at 11.33am was for information about Rock Creek Park in, Was- in the Washington Post entertain- Entertainment Guide. Then she... Cl- then at, oh god, it's, it's, life is hard. Then at 11.34, she clicked a link to bring up a map of the park. Okay. Detectives later theorised that she might have met someone at the Pierce Klingle, uh, Kling, uh, Klingle Mansion, which houses the park headquarters. The police were very wrong. They were very wrong? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> Controversy surrounding Levy's disappearance drew attention of the American news media. The congressman, Condit, Condit, whatever his name is, a married man, when first questioned, denied that he had had an affair with her. Of course he did! (laughs) 
Although police stated that uh, the congressman was not a suspect, Levy's family felt that Condit was being evasive and possibly hiding information about the matter. Unified, sorry, unidentified police sources alleged that the congressman had admitted to an affair with Levy during an interview with law enforcement officers on July 7th, 2001. Condit described her to police as a vegetarian who avoided drinking and smoking. Great description. That's such a great description. Asshole. From, like, okay. I'm not, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Investigators searched Condit's apartment on July 10. Federal officials began investigating the congressman for possible obstruction of justice, and Condit refused to submit a polygraph test by the D.C. police. His attorney asserted that the congressman passed a test administered by a privately hired examiner on July 13th. Did we get any results from that? Yeah, do you know how um, sometimes you just refuse to have a polygraph by the police, but you're like, no, 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 I'll do one uh, with my lawyer present at my house. I've already done one, but I'm not going to show you that I... Yeah, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. You don't need to know that. In a nationwide Fox News opinion, Dynamics poll of 900 registered voters conducted in July 2001, 44% of Americans' respondents thought that the congressman was involved in Levy's disappearance, and 27% felt that he should resign. Whoa. Yeah, but this is also, like, a bit, as much as he sounds like scum, a bit rough, because it is, like, prosecution by public opinion. Well, there is no evidence. No. Yet. No. He was subpoenaed to appear on April 1st, 2002, before a District of Columbia grand jury investigating the disappearance. Yeah. Levy's parents endlessly searched for their daughter with rallies, missing posters, and many appearances on TV. However, they were saddened by the fact that the media really focused on the scandal of the congressman and the intern rather than the disappearance of their daughter. Yeah, but... It's not the first... Like, that is the big... Thing because it's probably linked in some way. Well, yes, but like you they want... can't say that it's probably linked, no. so they're like, Look, it's a scandal, a congressman yeah. and an intern. Now, the intern is missing, missing, by the way, but it should actually be intern missing, congressman scum. <laughs> On May 22nd, 2002, around 9 30 a.m., skeletal remains of Levy's dental rec- skeletal remains matching Levy's dental records were discovered by a man and his dog. Skeletal remains? Yeah, looking for... So this is 2002. It's been, what, a year? Two. She went missing in 2001? Yes, correct. How Early 2001. I thought... You'll find out okay. in one red hot second. Oh, I don't want skeletal it! Skeletal remains matching Levy's dental records were discovered by a man walking his dog and looking for turtles in Rock Creek Park. <laughs> near Broad... He didn't find a turtle. <laughs> Very sorry. I should have laughed, but I just have this like dumpty dumpty dum. I wonder where all the turtles. Turtles, 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 turtles. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. That doesn't look like a turtle shell. Is that a human skull? Like I just shouldn't be funny, but the picture of it in my head is, guys. And if I could find out a way to project it into yours. Oh, you're sad. Detectives found bones and personal items scattered, but not buried. Okay. She wasn't buried. In a forested area along a steep incline, a sports bra, sweatshirt, leggings, and tennis shoes were among evidence that was recovered. Although the police had previously searched over half the 1,754-acre main section of the park, the wooden slope where Levy's remains were eventually found had not been searched. 
Leave his remains were sadly only found four miles or six kilometers from Levy's apartment. What? She was there the whole time? She was there the whole time and she, she wasn't buried. That's why she was skeletal. After a preliminary autopsy was performed, District of Columbia Police announced that there's sufficient evidence to open a homicide investigation. On May 28th, DC Medical Examiner Jonathan L. Arden officially declared Levy's death as a homicide, but said there's less to work with here than I would like. It's possible we will never know specifically how she died. Yep. Are you ready now? No. Let's take a break then. So, mm. have it got you thinking? Yes. It's not the turtles. It's not the turtles? It's not the turtles. We don't know that it's not the turtles. I hope it's not the turtles. <laughs> the turtles, I'm going to be so sad. But you are wondering, who killed Chandra Levy? Yes, I am. How did you know this? Well, let me tell you who was convicted of killing her and why. When you say convicted, it sounds like you've done... Okay, just say it. Go for <laughs> it. When Levy's remains were found in Rock Creek Park, neither the DC detectives nor the prosecutors on Chandra's case had thought to turn their attention to a man who confessed July 2nd to the involvement in attacks on two women in that very same park. The man, a 20-year-old Salvadorian named Egmar Guandique, did not catch the attention of prosecutors until mid-September when they heard that Guandique allegedly told a jailhouse informant that he had killed Chandra. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. On September 21st, Gandik was removed from his jail cell and brought to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington for questioning by the prosecutors and D.C. detectives. He was accompanied by a public defender. Gandik was shown a picture of Chandra, and he'd said the only place he'd ever seen her was on television. Yeah. That contradicted what Joe Green, who interrogated Gandik on July 2nd, said that at the time he showed Chandra's pitch to Gandik, the Salvadorian said he'd seen her in the park. Green was present at the meeting in the U.S. Attorney's Office. To this day, Green does not remember that meeting or whether he passed on to the D.C. police or prosecutors the information he said he got from Gandik. Okay. I should have said something. Green would later comment. (laughs) Is that the whole comment? Yes. Good on you, Green. (laughs) You're a moron. On October 19th, D.C. police and federal prosecutors went to the D.C. jail to interview the informant. The informant said that he had befriended Gandik and that one day in August, Gandik seemed depressed and said that something was weighing on his mind. (laughs) Gandik, the informant said, confessed to murdering a woman in the park named Chandra Levy, the intern whose picture had been splashed all over the television. There was more. Gandik said, rip. Uh, Congressman, sorry, can't read or speak. Representative, aka Congressman Gary Kundit, paid him to do it. He didn't realise who the Congressman was until later he saw pictures on the TV. Gandhi had been walking in Adam Morgan's neighbourhood when a car pulled to the curb and Kundit offered him money, $25,000, to kill a woman. The Cong. Yeah. He just picked some random guy off the street. You look like scum. You Come look here. Like you're gonna kill someone for me. Can for you imagine money? if someone rolled up beside you, like walking down the street in Brisbane, and yeah. they're like, hey, do you wanna kill someone for $25,000? I'd be like, you can't fuck. <laughs> I'd be like, Are you crazy? can you just wait here for one just second? Hold the phone. 
I just gotta call mum and see if I'm allowed to kill people. Yeah. Can you just give me zero, zero, zero? Yeah. Zero. A police officer there might be able to help me answer your question. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> anyway, the congressman provided him with her picture and a location where he could find her. He went to the location Condit gave him <laughs> and saw Chandra running on a path. Gendik hid in the bushes, and when Chandra circled back, he jumped out and attacked her, stabbing her in the neck and the stomach. She fell to the ground, and Gendik carried her body far into the woods. He dug a hole with his hands and covered Chandra with dirt, leaves, and sticks. He left the knife in her body, and he later considered retrieving it, but never did. He sent the $25,000 to his family in El Salvador. In f- yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Except no, 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 right? No. No. The informant called his lawyer and said that he wanted to come forward, but he felt badly, uh, because he felt badly for Chandra's parents after seeing them on TV. Okay. Now, as you can probably guess, a few things here aren't really adding up. No, like, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, well, Gundik's confession, and yet he was convicted for the murder. There's no forensic evidence and no eyewitnesses. In fact, the manner in which he claimed to have killed Levy, according to the police informant, doesn't even match the coroner's report. Of course not. Because we didn't find a knife at the crime scene and he said he left the knife in her. Obviously, even if it's a skeleton, the knife will be there somewhere. Yeah. Probably quite close by. Covered her with dirt and leaves and sticks, but we know she was exposed to the elements. Whether or not, like, he covered her, like, just a gentle sprinkle. Or did he get the $25,000 for admitting to a crime he didn't commit? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wait, there's more. What? No, what we have here is an impossible conspiracy theory. Did Condit really put a hit on Levy? Did he kill her himself? Was it a random attack and the murder is still on the loose? I'm unsure, but I have a gut feeling that it wasn't Gandit. I Look, I... It seems all very nice neat little package kind of deal. It does, doesn't it? You know? It's like, convicted criminal already in jail for the attack of two women. Happens to... And, it, like, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts. Me too! And it happens quite a lot of, like, people who are already in jail for a very long, long time and then don't see ever getting out will admit to crimes that they didn't commit. For whatever reason. Just cause. Just cause. Or, like, Except for that, um, oh, the podcast, The Clearing. I haven't listened to it. Oh my clearing. god, please listen to it. Uh, in which case, um, it's like, sorry, I'm just heavily promoting another podcast right now. Yeah, do the, it. Um, it's basically this lady comes and says her, she thinks her father made, committed a whole heap of murders and he's a scumbag. And he essentially did. <laughs> and he, he's like, I can, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and the police like, holy crap, you did all of that. Yeah. Um, in fact, the daughter, who's on the podcast, believes that he might be the Zodiac Killer. What? He's like, she's like, it all just lines up. <gasps> I know. Anyway, crazy. Anyway, I think this is one of those moments of, like, the limelight needed to be put somewhere the spotlight needed to be shone somewhere else and there's a person that was willing to take take some shine yeah but also is it even really a conspiracy i mean a political conspiracy definitely so confusing i'm so confused so confusing but also i'm like 
deeply disturbed. If you have a look into this case, there's actually a lot more like twists and turns, and I kind of gave it the condensed, most well, yeah, would be sensible like version. <laughs> yeah. So let us know what you think, ladies and gentlemen. We are on both Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. at Elvis Lives Podcast. We have an email account, elvislivespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think there. Or you can rate, review, and subscribe and be like, you kids are trash. I mean, we'll take it. You missed a whole bunch of information, you rubbish, rubbish Google researcher. Or tell us what you think. Yeah. You're like, you guys, you didn't get it right. I think he did it. All the evidence points to yes. Yeah, look at him go. Stabby, stabby, McStab, stab. Oh, gross. <laughs> turtles, turtles, turtles. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. You've had enough ramblings, I'm sure. Nah. Nah, never. You'll be back again next See you next week. Bye. Bye.